All right, folks, welcome back to Delivering More. Welcome. We're back in the beautiful Pro Football Hall of Fame city of Canton, Ohio. Another great Friday in the books. In a great place. Yeah. Um, you know, we had another, another thank you to our viewers. If you're a, a Deliver That driver on the platform, another record-breaking week. Oh, um, love you, you know, guys. We just had a, a beautiful catered lunch from Chick-fil-A in the office this week. Oh, yeah. So, chicken you know, chicken tenders, chicken nuggets. We got that kale salad. We got that fruit. <laughs> the chicken wraps. The chicken wraps, man. Those things are good. All those sauces. No more shortage of sauces, I'll right. tell you that. Yeah, and that and that's all thank thanks to you guys, right? You know, you guys are the ones out there taking the deliveries, and we can't say how much we appreciate you. I mean, obviously we can say it because yeah. we do, but it's very difficult to express it in the way we actually feel. So, always thanks to you guys. You guys are the reasons we're here, and this is all for you guys. So, moving on, you know, this episode we have a great guest, uh, Megan with Tokaya Organica, a great modern Mexican brand out in L.A., San Diego, and Phoenix. Mm -hmm. um, they're you know unique. What, very unique. Do you want to touch on that at all? Yeah, yeah. They uh, they they use uh, as much locally sourced ingredients as they can, and they still do a lot of catering, which is pretty. I mean, pretty unique if you ask me. Um, anybody who has sustainable, delicious food, it's just a step in the right direction. Right. All locally sourced. Yep. Great. You know, you know, you know, you're getting quality and quantity. It's always way you know, get the menu. best of both worlds, right? Mm -hmm. And then from there, we have another know your city segment. Can't wait to get into that. I think today we're doing Miami. So, you know, we're going to get another driver here. They're going to get another opportunity to get a $15 incentive on that next delivery. Mm -hmm. Always bringing great opportunities to these individuals and hopefully having great interactions with you guys as well moving forward. Yeah, um, this is going to have a lot of good information for both uh, contractors. Also, if, if, you, if you work in a restaurant or catering operation, there's great information in there here as well. And also some fun stuff like uh, the Know Your Driver or Know Your City segment. So let's get after it. All right, let's get into the interview. We are joined by our guest, Megan, with Takaya. Megan, how are you doing? Would you like to uh, introduce yourself to our viewers quickly? Absolutely. Uh, thank you guys so much for having me. Um, I am the senior catering manager for Tokaya. Um, it's uh, modern Mexican is kind of our tagline. We're in the Southern California and Arizona area, um, currently with 18 units on the Tokaya side and growing fast. Um, we're very excited. Uh, I've been with the company for four and a half, almost five years now. Um, and just excited to see where we're going. Awesome. Awesome to hear. Um, so this podcast more or less is going to hopefully be viewed by um, the independent contractors of the world and the gig drivers. Um, that's kind of who we're trying to gear this towards. Um, are you able to speak to why the independent contractors or the delivery drivers are such a key point in the delivery process and what they can really do to make a difference um, or make this the delivery process as seamless as possible? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know for us, it is a huge help to have that kind of last mile service on a catering delivery Um you know, I think any restaurant's goal is always to have someone who works for the brand do that just because you have that kind of representation in front of a client that's ordering something off premise um, for, but that's like a huge undertaking to be able to do that. Um, so for us finding brands that we like and trust and are reliable, um, you know, that have amazing drivers that are kind of more well-versed in our brand. Um, you know, we have kind of some of the same drivers that go to the same locations all the time. Um, so for us, that is a huge help just to be able to 
kind of close that that end of a catering delivery um, and providing that, being able to provide that service for clients. Because if we didn't have that, we really wouldn't have a catering program in general. Yeah, we hear that a lot from restaurants that, uh, um, you know, trying to manage a fleet of drivers, vehicles or whatever um, is a lot of work when you're trying to run a restaurant. And especially like lately, so since since you started at Takaya dealing with catering and also um, even more so, I wanted to ask since the pandemic, um, have you guys seen an uptick in the amount of catering or off-premise orders, obviously because people aren't wanting to go out in public? Um, I would say we didn't see a huge uptake in catering. We saw a huge uptake uh, on the restaurant level of just that like on-demand ordering. So if you're looking at like Postmates, Uber, like those those types of orders, um, we definitely saw an increase in that. Catering for us, because the majority of our catering is going into offices, we didn't see a huge uptake because everybody went home and worked from home for the majority of 2020. Um, 2021 has been a really different story. We've definitely seen increases in orders. Um, and I think kind of the biggest trend that we're seeing right now is the need for individually packaged orders, which is something that we're still trying to navigate effectively. And it makes, I mean, from a delivery standpoint, I know it makes it trickier because the order total from a like financial standpoint is the same, but there's a much larger volume that's going out of the restaurant. Yeah. The, yeah. The difference between tray style catering or any kind of larger packaging catering as compared to individual boxes is night and day. You know, it's always so important for drivers to be aware of like what they're getting into because they have to have more bags, they have to have the space in their car, all that kind of stuff. Let's uh, let's yeah. keep going down the packaging realm though. I know, you know, we love your guys' packaging specifically and you guys kind of have a very, you know, brand aware, you know, bright blue boxes that I think are really, really poignant to kind of make your customers very aware and appreciate, you know, what you guys are able to bring to the table. Can you guys speak to, you know, you know, is there a reason you guys prepare your catering deliveries like that? If they're not individually packaged, we can obviously pull up a picture here. Jim can pull it up. We'll show like uh, our viewers, the setup photos we have those bright blue boxes. Um, can you just maybe elaborate on anything you guys chose specifically to use those or what that packaging can really do for you guys as an end goal? Yeah, I mean, that was something that was a very fun, but very long project just to kind of get all of those components to work together to make sure that, you know, the colors were on brand to make sure that the packaging itself that we were using was on brand. Um, you know, we always kind of try and evaluate things from a user perspective of like, is it an effective and efficient packaging, but also, you know, does it kind of fall in line with our brand standard of, you know, kind of trying to reduce things that can't be recycled or, re, you know, like it's hard to do that with catering. So it's a lot of things that are single use items, but we try and use a lot of things that can be recycled that are compostable that are, you know, like kind of fall within that category. Um, so we spent a lot of time really working that out and making sure that, you know, we were kind of staying in line with that. Um, but ultimately, as you said, like the end product is super fun. It's pretty. So when you're like ordering a catering setup from Tokaya, you know, it's going to look nice versus just kind of a like dropped kind of standard catering that's coming in just like generic bags and generic colors. You know, it's, it's unique to us. Um, and it makes us stand out with the other brands that are out there. 
Yeah, there's always that balance too. And you guys do such a great job at it. I remember when I was in Phoenix with my brother and I saw your, you guys' boxes in person in his trunk. The balance between having great branding, which I know is important in general when you're delivering a catering order, but also um, having something that's feasible for travel. You know, it, it's travel friendly. And finding mm -hmm. that balance, you guys have done a phenomenal job in that with that beautiful blue color. And uh, we always say very similar to deliver that, but a little bit different, actually. Um, a little bit different hue. A little bit different hue. A little lighter, a little brighter, maybe. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, you guys do a great job at that. And I think, you know, your guys' packaging specifically, like you touched on a little earlier, the catering aspect of things is usually going to, you know, business offices and, and hospitals or doctor's offices and a lot of typical things like that. Okay. So having a, a presence when these deliveries are getting dropped off instead of, you know, your typical like aluminum foil pans that just kind of get set up and where they have ch chafing dishes or not, I think you know, bringing that different aspect where should someone from another office walk by and see those boxes sitting there? Should someone in the hospital room walk by and see those boxes in the break room? Well, that'll definitely get like a second glance, like, hey, wait a second, what are those? That looks amazing. Why? I think I want to get those. How do I get those? Where do I get those? Who are they from? You know, I think immediately seeing a great setup and great packaging will lead to so many questions that easily leads to more business. Yeah. And I know in general, like just when I had seen the empty boxes, I, I realized <laughs> I seriously, the empty boxes, because I realized, you know, we've seen so much, so many types of packaging, delivering so many catering orders for so many brands. I mean, it really just stood out. And I think everybody in every restaurant could definitely take uh, a piece of that and really uh, maybe style their catering, something similar to that. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say that for us too, is a huge thing of just you know, catering in general, you know, you can reach out to offices and touch base with people and just like, let them know that you're there and what, you know, but until they have a need for it, you know, it's not like everybody eats lunch every day, but not everybody needs a catering setup every day. Um, so having something that's memorable, having something that, you know, it's like, oh, wait, you know, do you remember that, you know, we saw that thing a couple of weeks ago in that other office. Um, so just kind of having that word of mouth and having that ability to kind of just like pop for people um, is really useful for us just in being able to kind of drive more sales. For sure. I think, you know, like we're speaking about the catering side of things, does the catering, the opportunities that catering itself brings to your business, obviously, like we're saying it, it gets, you know, the eyeballs in front of so many more people instead of just this single use customer interaction, you're immediately getting your brand in front of 20, 30, 40, 50, hundred plus people, I assume sometimes. So is there an aspect to the side of catering where it just, it makes it so much easier to have that word of mouth spread about the brand, about the business? What kind of opportunity does catering really bring to your guy, your guys' business? For us, um, it really just kind of sets the restaurants up for a smoother day. Um, if that makes sense, like because catering is off premise, you know, you can look at the majority of catering orders are going out between, you know, say like, 11 and one. So, you know, when you're starting your day off with a big buffer of sales, restaurants in general, obviously always try and like keep labor as tight as possible because that's like the biggest opportunity when you're looking at, you know, running a successful shift to make cuts. So when you're starting your day with a bigger chunk of sales from catering, you have more of a cushion to be able to keep your staff you know, to be able to maybe not, you know, if you're having a very slow day, you know, and you're looking right, at having to cut people, but up. you already know that you have, you know, 
you have that opportunity to really like run a smoother shift because you're not having to make those decisions in the middle of the day. Mm -hmm. Sure. And it could eliminate some foot traffic within the store, obviously with the labor shorts and things like that. There's, mm -hmm. you know, like you said, you're getting that business almost out the door before your store is even open. Sometimes I know we have pickup times set at like 1045 and sometimes your stores aren't even open till 11 AM. So if those orders can be pre prepped out the door before the store is even open, you already increase your bottom line before you actually had your business hours operating. So I think that obviously it's just a huge opportunity for all parties involved. Mm -hmm. um, moving along, do you think, like you mentioned, you know, your off-premises action with, you know, Postmates and Uber and things like that. Do you think there's things that specific independent contractors or gig drivers can do to separate themselves from the pack to make themselves, you know, like obviously, you know, showing up on time for a pickup and showing up looking prepped and looking decent, um, showing up with equipment like the catering bags or thermally insulated equipment is obviously what you would expect of any gig driver or hope that they have. Um, but are there any other things that you think really could separate these individuals from the pack and kind of, you know, make their experiences above and beyond for these customers? Yeah, I mean, for me, just having kind of a general familiarity with the brands that they're delivering. So like for us, I love it when drivers are familiar. I like it when you know, they've tried our food and when they are excited about our brand, because I feel like that really carries through when they're standing in front of a client doing a delivery where, you know, not that we ever expect a driver to be able to answer questions specifically about our brand, but, you know, when they kind of can, or, you know, when they're able to take that next step of communication, if a client has a question and they're like, you know, let me call, like, you know, save our catering phone line so that they can then call and say, you know, Hey, I'm at this delivery drop the client had this question, you know, can you answer that for them? You know, and I'll know a lot of your drivers too are really great at helping the clients with the setup. So when they get to the delivery site, they're, you know, instead of just dropping the boxes and going, taking that extra step to get everything out on the table and laid out nicely and laid out properly. And that too kind of comes with that increased knowledge of our brand and how we kind of like a flow of a catering order to go. Um, so to me, that is like a really great thing. And we do actually have a lot of regular clients that will request specific drivers. Um, you know, if they place orders more often and they kind of get familiar with your driver fleet in that area and they know which drivers kind of provide them the service that they expect. For sure. And I, like you said, I know you just mentioned you have specific customers requesting specific drivers. I know in the Phoenix market, we have a very specific customer who requests one specific driver every time. And like you said, it's just, it's simply about the expectations that customer had and the fact that you guys, and then our service, as well as our driver was easily able to meet those expectations and whether they went above and beyond or did exactly what they were expected to, they made the process as seamless and easy as possible for that customer. And in turn, that you know individual is obviously ordering from you guys very consistently, whether it's week over week, month over month, what have you, mm -hmm. uh, like you said, just building, building the relationships with the brand, the driver, and then the customer. It's just, you know, uh, a, not a convoluted relationship, but it's a, like a, a love triangle between the three, right? Like how do we all navigate between each other and make mm -hmm. sure everyone's happy at the end of the day? Yeah. Cause a lot of drivers out there, yeah. they, they really do want to make uh, an impact, right? That they, they want to, 
you know, with a lot of the gig jobs, people just trying to make quick money and things like that. Sometimes you, you, you do have, like he said, maybe not necessarily convoluted, but there's not much of a relationship at all between the restaurant, the driver and the customer. So it's really important, like you, like you just shared to say, to, to show what you um, look for, like in an independent contractor, um, when they come and pick up the food, because some of them are out there and they really do want to create a relationship, maybe repeat customers. And they really do want to create a, like a really a living out of this. So um, it always makes a difference when they hear like, hey, creating relationships is one of the most important aspects of being an independent contractor. Yeah. And for us, too, that's something where like, you know, if we have a driver that wants to do more deliveries with us, you know, they like to kind of pick up our deliveries more often. And there is something that we can do to kind of make that a smoother transition for them. That's always something that we're open to learning about as well. You know, I just, communication is such a huge thing for me where I'm always just like, I can't fix problems that I don't know about. You know, if there's an issue or if there's an opportunity to be better and to do better, you know, on our side, I always want to know that, you know, it may not always be something that we're actually able to do. Like it may just be kind of one of those things that we just can't address. But if there is ever a time where we can make things better, we do want to know that. And I feel like most rest, most restaurant brands would feel the same way. Right, right. Sure. And I know uh, you were kind of speaking about um, your guys' hotline and how you guys communicate with maybe us or other service providers you guys utilize. Have you guys, um, I guess, maybe not necessarily realized, but um, had ex an experience where maybe previously in the past, you guys only communicated through your stores directly, and then you moved and transitioned over to where you're operating through a hotline process. So when we reach out to you guys, you know, we're not reaching out to these stores directly. We're really re reaching out to you specifically you're as our point of contact with takaya you know so we have one individual reaching out with so they know what's happening they can then relate to the stores and then you know there's not this game of phone tag where you know then we get into he said she said battles and you know everyone's pointing fingers it's like no you know you know who you're reaching out to deliver that we know who we're reaching out to at takaya with you and then all these messages can easily get relayed problems get solved and things are handled much easier um, we actually have always run our catering centrally. Um, so the stores have never really been the primary point of contact. Obviously, they sometimes are the best point of contact for like quick and, you know, like, did the order leave the store? You know, I obviously work remotely, so I don't always know, like, it can take me a little bit more time to get those answers. Um, you know, I'm always kind of the best first resource, but for real time, like live updates, the restaurants are the best, but we, we always have found that it kind of gives a more consistent and a better service to people when they do have that one, you know, you know, when you're calling to a Kai catering, you're going to talk to me or you're going to talk to my coordinator. You know, one of us is always going to be on the phones. Um, our phone line is set up so that, you know, if you can't get through to us, you can request a callback or you can text our catering hotline and that'll get forwarded through to us as well so that we you know, can really be available um, whenever clients need us to step in and help, you know, fix something. Yeah. And in our experience too, we, we've always noticed when you have multiple locations like Takaya does, it's always good to have that central point of contact because obviously when you're in the store, um, you're, you know, you're making food, you're really busy. Maybe you have, you know, customers sit down if that's how your business works and all that kind of stuff. So having a central point of contact when there's multiple locations is always the best gets the answer to the driver quicker gets the answer to you guys quicker all that kind of stuff so we do we do appreciate that 
Awesome. I know, you know, we're doing this for the second time around here, Megan. So I don't want to keep you here too long this time, but I do just have, we have like a little quick money around a little fast Q and a, we got a quick, what oh, we got four questions. So we just need, you know, spit all these answers. Some of them are going to be putting you on the spot a little bit, nothing too crazy, okay. but just give us your best answer here as quick as possible. Maybe we can elaborate on all of them after. Okay. Okay. All right. So first question Pick a city, LA, San Diego, or Phoenix. San Diego. Ooh, all right, San Diego. And that was, we asked that because Curious. that is where Takai is located, right? LA, San Diego, and Phoenix. I was very interested yeah. to see which one you would choose. Did you have a reason you picked that one specifically? Um, without a lot of context to the question, mostly because there's just a lot more outdoor activities there. <laughs> I love, I love LA. I live in LA. I yeah. love LA. I'm probably never going to leave, but I love visiting San Diego. It's a super fun city to explore. Yeah. We Trish, have you been out to California? I've never yeah. been. Okay. Yeah. I've been to San Diego once, but we'll, we'll call your uh, Phoenix stores and let them know you were choosing San Diego. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, next question. Favorite menu item at Takaya? Ooh, right now I'm on a taco combo kick. Okay. We have a pina pastor taco that has a pineapple salsa on it. That's mm. just absolutely amazing. That sounds that sounds fantastic. Yeah, you guys should come to Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe someday. Yeah. We'll see. Well, all right. Uh, next one. Favorite brand that is not Tokaya? Restaurant specifically? Uh, yeah, preferably. Um, like outing myself of how much I don't go out to eat. She just says, like, um, yeah, like you got hello fresh. Are you making those home cooked meals all the time? That's a brand. No free ads, but I do cook at home a lot. Um, I would say I don't, I don't know that I have a favorite. I don't think I have a favorite. Like what about, I always try and try something new when I go out. Yeah. What about LA specific? What's the burger like in and out or what's the other one? Do you have like uh not five guys, what a burger, uh fat burger. Fat, fat burger. burger, that is that your go to if you burger. get it? Fat burger is my go to only because well, I shouldn't say only because a primary reason is that I am a vegetarian and fat burger has a lot of options. I really don't eat fast food mm -hmm. until I realized that they had options that I could actually eat. Right. <laughs> So, um, they're usually my go-to for like that style of restaurant. All right. Yeah. Well, good for fat burger, giving, you know, these people, all these options they need. Right. So good for them. Mm -hmm. Um, and last thing is very simple. It's not even really a question, but any social tags that, uh, viewers can reach out to find you guys on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, you know, you specifically, is there any place you guys are posting things, you know, deals, any, anything these people can be looking out for? Yeah, usually our social media is going to be the best place for updates, for deals. Um, it's the most frequent place that we will send, you know, updates. Um, usually our stories, if we're like running any promos, you know, if we're, we like to try and celebrate all of the national holidays that we can, sure. you know, like National Margarita Day and, mm. you know, National Happy Hour Day is in November and like, you know, just fun, fun things that we can do to keep things you know alive um, what a, what are those hands our, our social media so our instagram um is tokaya organica 
Mm-hmm. That's what two um, A's. So they can, you know, tag it. They can hashtag it. Um, all the things. So that's going to be really the best place to do that. Um, you can also tag like Tokaya Life if you're not in Tokaya specifically, but you love the brand and you're familiar with the brand and you're like doing something awesome outdoors. You can always tag Tokaya Life as well. Um, and that is that will also get to us. Perfect. Before we go to the closing here, do you know what day National Happy Hour is it at Takai? You have National Happy Hour Day. Is that what you're saying? It's like a national, okay, a national day. Okay, because I'll be in Arizona. I'll be in Arizona in November, and I might have to stop by Takai for if you guys. Ooh, yeah, you definitely should. Highly recommended. All right, highly recommended. Perfect. Uh, Awesome. All right, Megan. Well, thank you so much for joining us a a second time. Um, We really, really appreciate you taking the time out again to join us. Um, if you, you know, if you need anything, you reach out to Cody, reach out to me, Tristan, obviously we're in contact with you, you know, pretty consistently. So I'm sure we'll hear from you tomorrow morning, if anything. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Hopefully yeah, not morning. on a Saturday. Uh, Let's all oh, pray yeah, for a true, smooth weekend, true. shall we? Of course. Thank you so much. <laughs> awesome. Thanks guys. Dang, that was a great interview with Megan from Takaya. Yeah, man, I, that's what I was going to say. I think, I hope Jim can get the editing down so we get pictures of those setups mm. while we're speaking to her because those boxes, man, I hope, I know the drivers in Phoenix and LA and San Diego obviously probably have experienced the brand and seen those out there, but for the drivers across, you know, all our other, other cities and other metros, I think seeing a brand like that who takes so much pride in their packaging and their catering specifically, I think it just, just speaks volumes, you know, what they're trying to do and realistically, you know, why our partnership with them is in such a good spot and where it is today. Right. Oh, I mean, they definitely stand out and I mean, it's so many restaurants, so many brands in this world. It's, it's something just in general to stand out like that. Yeah. And, and the locally produced and all that good stuff. I mean, they're, they're taking so many good steps to just be, an absolutely massive brand here, I would say, in the coming years. I think they're going to blow up. So Yeah, I mean, if you got a color similar to the DT Blue, you're probably yeah, going to blow right, up. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I think there's no coincidences here. The DT Blue, the Takaya Blue, yeah. a lot of intermingling, intertwining. There's yeah. reasons. Um, but, yeah, I mean, from there, let's right, let's get into this Know Your City segment. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Jim, can you generate us a driver, sir? Today we're doing Miami. Miami. Yep, Miami. Miami. we got our three questions ready. Let's get this driver some cash, right, Jim? Who do we got? Tick, 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 tick. Daniela G. Daniela. Damn, that's a good option. That is a good option. Let's give her a ring. All right, let's do it. You got that queued up? All right, hold on here. Yep. Make sure we get that on speakerphone. Daniela G. Oh, yeah. There Live she is. in the building. Let's get it. First question right there, baby. You. Hey, Danielle, it's Tristan calling you from Deliver That. Hey, Tristan. Hey, I got something uh, interesting for you. We got you on uh, not live, but we have you on our Delivering More podcast. Okay, it's a Deliver That podcast right now. Where is it? It's not live. Okay, so uh, do you have a minute? We're going to do a little bit of a segment called Know Your City, where we're going to ask you three questions about your city. And for each one you get right, you get a $5 incentive on your next delivery. <laughs> so so we got you on the podcast okay three questions about your city correct and for each one that you get right you get five dollar incentive on um your next delivery all right you ready for this 
All right. Question all right. Prime one. yourself. All right. Okay. So here's question number one. What is the most dominant language in Miami? That is correct. Spanish. That's an easy one. That's that, a softball. And another another good tip about, about that, these, uh, Miami is the only U.S. city where English is the most studied language. But, the all right. The most studied. Yeah. Interesting. All right. So question two. I'm, I'm going to give you over to Ben here for question two, okay? Okay. Hey, Daniela. It's Ben. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Hey, Daniela. All right. Question number two. I'm not sure if this is going to be an easy one or a hard one, so we'll see, okay? Okay. What is the major U.S. highway that runs in Miami and all the way through Florida? 95. Interstate 95. Interstate 95? Is that right? Yeah, it goes, it goes all the way to Maine. Yeah, that's right. That's correct. <laughs> Is that the answer? <laughs> that's the answer, for? yeah. All right. I-95. All right, Danielle, you're two for yeah. three right now. That's $10, okay? Are you ready for number three? Okay. Okay. All right. Don't stress yourself out. All right. This one's probably going to be the hardest of the three, naturally. There's okay? a bonus, too. There's a bonus, okay. too. Yep. And there's a bonus question. Bonus. How many times? Yep. How many times? And what was the bonus prize? We were going to send out a shirt. A shirt. We're going to send out a shirt for the bonus prize. All right. Okay. Good. Okay. The bonus is pretty hard, though. But anyways, here we go. <laughs> okay. Okay. How many times has it snowed in Miami? Oh, oh my she gosh. got it. It wasn't even hard. <laughs> is that common knowledge? Yeah, we were going to give you multiple choice, and you just got it before we even gave it is to you. Is that me. like a thing everybody knows? Yeah. yeah, does everybody know that? Is that just a thing that everybody knows? Mm, maybe not. Just Daniela. <laughs> wow, she's just a rock Okay, star. here's the bonus. All right, this is for the shirt. You already got the 15 bucks. Sure, I got killer. it. No, no, the oh, bonus okay. is. Oh, what year? What yeah, year? would you what know year? what year that was, Daniela? Okay, the give year. Give it a guess. Give it a guess. Okay, yeah, give it a guess. I'll, I'll give you. A, I'll give you a hint because this is not easy. It's going to be in the second half of the century of the 1900s. That's a good clue. Uh, no, there was 70 years ago. No, not 70 years ago. It's in the second half of the century. Was you say 1978? Yeah. Oh my, was 1977. <laughs> no way. Yes. Oh my God. Man. Can we send her half a shirt? Yeah, <laughs> let's send her half a shirt for that one. We're going to send you half a shirt, all right? Crop top. All right. Oh my gosh. All right, Daniela. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast. You yeah, know, it's he, our second winner in a row. Okay. Yeah, you're our second yeah. winner in a row. You got $15. Plus, we'll probably send that shirt out. You are real, real close. And um, right. uh, yeah, we'll talk to you soon as usual. Thank you. I will right, we'll see you, Daniela. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Uh huh. That was awesome. I, I'm. I don't know if I'm happy or upset that she got our hard question immediately. We had multiple choices for the hard question, okay? Because we thought it was gonna be hard, like four, like twelve, or one. She just goes one before I even got yeah, to the multiple choice. Yeah, you didn't even choice. get to list the options. Yeah. She just knew it. That's yeah. Can we? If you guys are in Miami or Florida or anywhere down that area, can you leave a comment? Is that a well-known fact? Because I feel like I didn't. We that. may have been swindled in our 
incentive process there. Yeah, I think Jim might have centered the answers before. Yeah, before there's, this there's some kind of collusion that happened <laughs> yeah. there. I'm not sure how it happened. I don't really like that it happened. But <laughs> I do love that we're giving out the money. Yeah. So she's getting that 15 bucks. I, we should send her a shirt. We yeah. really should. That was one year off and she guessed. I mean, I well, gave her a hint. I Second half, that's 50 years she had to guess. That's one out of 50. That's a, it was a great guess. Yeah. It was a great guess. All right. Um, well, all right. That was awesome. Let's wrap this podcast up. Yeah. I mean, that was, man, from Megan to Daniela. I mean, it, it's tough to beat a podcast like that, I think. I think our viewers will enjoy the listen yeah. or the watch, hopefully. And, you know, hopefully we can bring back just as much uh, energy and just as much interest on the next episode. Obviously, Jim, we're going to need to throw that link back down in the bottom here. I deliver that.com backslash podcast. Mm-hmm. If you want to leave comments, ask questions that you want answered. If you want to come on the podcast with me and T, whoever it may be, or if you want to join the platform, there's a link to immediately begin the onboarding process. Please sign up. Please join the platform. We'd love to have you guys. Thank you so much for viewing again. Like, share, subscribe. We'll love to see you next week. Thank you.